everyone. Welcome to the White County Creative Writers Podcast Season Interview with the Writer, where I'm chatting with some of your favorite local authors here in Arkansas. Today, I'm joined by Paulette Guerin. Hi. Paulette is a graduate of the MFA program at the University of Florida. She lives in Arkansas and teaches writing, literature, and film. Her poetry has appeared in Best New Poets, Epiphany, Concho River Review, Two River View, and others. Waiting Through Leafy is her first full-length poetry collection, and she also has a chapbook, Polishing Silver, and her blog is www.paulettegarin.com. So what's it like teaching writing? It's a real joy. I love helping um, emerging writers find their voice, find out what process works for them, find writers they really connect with, and also how to be a part of a supportive community. So how did you get into poetry? Probably school, um, elementary school, where you do all these quirky assignments and realize, wow, I can express myself in so many ways. And it's it's sort of this whole new world of um, rules and breaking rules. So probably that was where I got my start. Do you have any favorite type of poem or a favorite poet? Well, um, most of my poems are snapshots. I, I write lyric poetry. That's probably what I gravitate toward, but I love all kinds of poetry from haiku to the epic to epics with haiku uh, and i'm a big fan of old poetry or going all the way back to homer and dante and shakespeare to classic voices wordsworth emily dickinson walt whitman even greats like langston hughes william carlos williams but also more contemporary voices like joy harjo who just finished her term as poet laureate and Alberto Rios is a wonderful writer. There's really too many to name, but that's a small sampling. All right. Well, I recently read your poems in Wading Through Lethe, and I think they were beautifully written. The imagery, it just seemed to put you right in the middle of wherever you were describing, from Arkansas to Italy, everywhere in between. And I noticed that it portrayed a lot of Greek mythology and Roman Catholic influence. Are these things that heavily influenced you in your life? Well, first of all, thank you for your kind words. I'm glad you enjoyed the book. Yes, uh, both of these, the Greek mythology and the Catholicism, very much influenced my work. I was raised Catholic, so that was a big part of my childhood. And then later, I lived um, as an exchange student in Italy, so I got to see a lot of the, the history of the church and sort of the, you know, the beautiful architecture and churches and the Sistine Chapel. So it, a lot of things became real to me in that imagery. And I love the way that even a Christian faith can somehow also intersect with Greek mythology. Um, Greek mythology are some of the earliest stories we told about ourselves, or that humans told to understand how the world works and how we work and how society works. So Looking at the stories then and now and how they converge, I, I really, it fascinates me. So did any particular Greek myth or Christian tale inspire any of these poems? Uh, the myth of Orpheus it plays a prominent role. Um, he was a musician. The gods favored his music. He was known for this. and But on his wedding day to Eurydice, or after, shortly after he married her, she was bitten by a snake died and taken to Hades and he goes to Hades to get her back and he plays his music so beautifully that they agree to it on one condition that he doesn't look behind him on her on their way back to earth but being so human and fearing that he was being tricked he turns around 
and looks and she was there. But of course he breaks the contract mm -hmm. and she slowly starts going back to, to the underworld. So that story for me is, is people who love each other, but can't be together. And I think that that's a story many of us have experienced. And for one reason or another, we have to be apart. So that's, that plays a role in the, in the book. And I take it the Greek had an influence on the title as well, the Wading Through Lethe. Yes. Wading Through Lethe is one of the rivers in Hades. It's the river of forgetfulness or oblivion. And souls would cross it to have their memories wiped. So I began, I, I'm curious about what we get to remember in this life and what we want to forget and what we want to remember but still forget. And my grandmother's Alzheimer's played a role in this title. There are some poems about her and how sad that was when she was going through that and the family was trying to be supportive. So the, the, the title takes its name from several ideas. Well, I, I noticed this kind of reads almost like a sort of tragic memoir, coming of age story. You have like the innocent youth to a sort of broken heartedness in your maturity. So was this drawn from your own personal experiences? Yes. Uh, not all of the poems exactly follow my life or were completely biographical. But yes, this follows very much. Um, I intended that narrative arc from this um, coming of age, loss of innocence, and then trying to find that innocence even after experience, which is like William Blake sort of does that in mm -hmm. his songs of innocence and experience. I do admire his work. And so I, I was really going for that. I didn't plan that when I was writing the individual poems, but when I started organizing them, I realized I'm seeing a pattern here. And maybe that just happens when you wrote about your childhood and then wrote about things that are happening in your life now. Um, also, both of my grandmothers died when I was in college and so you have a cross-section of a couple of really pivotal life events happening. And that overlap, I think, I hope, sort of drives the story and, and coming to terms with the self and forming one's own identity while also grappling with loss. Well, tell us about your other book, uh, Polishing Silver. Okay, so Polishing Silver is a chat book, which is a half-sized book. So it's 30 or so pages. And it's some of my early work also dealing with home, which at the time was the Ozarks, uh, family relationships, and sort of finding one's way. The title takes its name from a poem, the poem by that name, about my mother who inherited silver spoons when my grandmother died. And you know the saying, when someone says, oh, they have a silver, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, or I wasn't born with a silver spoon, the idea that life is easy. And I knew life wasn't easy. And it just seemed really ironic that your inheritance would be silver spoons. And so it seemed a little sad, but then my mother kept polishing the spoons and it seemed to redeem the idea that, you know, it may be late, that metaphorically speaking, to get this sort of treasure, but you make the most of it. So what advice do you have for anyone wanting to write poetry? Well, first I say read poetry, read all kinds. If you don't know where to start, you could try an anthology or poetryfoundation.org has some has great free content. Uh, read and decide who you like and then investigate further and deepen that. So that would be just sort of my first, the first step. But when writing what I hear a lot from my students and people who want to write is that they struggle to find the time. So my advice for new writers who are trying to get a rhythm is to find your routine. When does your brain 
write the best? When do you think about poetry? You can't, it's hard to write poetry after you've paid your bills, after you've turned on an analytical part of your mind. So if you like writing late at night or sitting in your car or early in the morning, find your ritual and then it, it makes it a lot easier to come to the writing. Well, in every episode, we like to encourage readers to support small press and local authors. So how do you think we could accomplish this? Well, there are a lot of ways. A lot of poets and writers have their their books are available at local, small local bookstores, on their websites, at their readings, or from the press itself. But there are other ways to support writers that are not just monetary. You can spread, uh, spread the word on social media. You can talk to people about the book. You can go to the library, check it out, or if they don't have it, request them to carry a copy. So there's, you know, being a part of that community, engaging yourself and meeting writers, talking with writers and sort of participating is actually a really great way to support other people. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the White County Creative Writers Podcast. So where can we buy your books? You can buy them on my website. Uh, I, if you'd like a signed copy and tell me how you'd like me to autograph it, and I'd be happy to personalize it for you, you can buy them on Amazon. And I also have them for sale at Readings. And we'd also like it if you visit our website at whitecountycreativewriters.org, where you'll find information on our members, contests, conferences, and meetings. If we're in or around the central Arkansas area, feel free to join us at our meetings in Searcy held the third Monday of each month at 6.30 p.m. at Simmons Bank at 401 South Main Street across from Spring Park. Special thanks to our sponsor, Home Light. And if you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please hit subscribe to be updated on our next episode.